Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Oh, here we are again. Are you loving God today? He is a good God. Amen. Well, we want to thank God for our praise team. Let's give it up for them. They take us to the, to the gates of heaven every Sunday. They're, they're working on your behalf every Sunday and trying to make things right. Amen. I want to thank those that are watching today. Pastor Mark and our executive pastor, Brother Rick, we thank you today. We pray that God is with you. And I just want to thank God for this opportunity to uh, come and share and be a part of something that is incredible, Mosaic Church. Amen. I am uh, home alone. My wife is uh, in Arizona. She had some business to take care of. And uh, yesterday I got invited over by, by the neighbors. I have good neighbors. They fed me when my wife was gone. And uh, I've I told her from a distance that I got off of that diet that you put me on. And I ate like a pig yesterday. <laughs> it was really good. And it was funny because as I was walking into the little get-together... There was a lady that she, she thought she had seen me before, and she said, it's him, it's him. And I thought it was Michael Jackson or something. I was like, she said, I've seen you in Mosaic. You're kind of famous. I was like, well, I'm not Michael Jackson famous. I'm kind of right here. There he is famous, amen. Well, you know what? When God has called you to something, you really have to be careful because people are watching, amen. And so we, we have to really be careful when God has called you to a place, a higher place in life. I want you to get your Bibles and turn, turn to John 10 and 10 and, uh, and stand up, and we're going to declare today uh, like Pastor Mark has been doing. I'm excited for what uh, God is doing. I'm going to glean today uh, John 10 and 10. Uh, if it's going to take you a week to find it, go ahead and stand up anyway uh, and repeat after me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I can do what my Bible says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the Word of God, and I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, I'll never be the same, never, 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 in Jesus' name, amen. Somebody say, woo! Amen. Thank God for a lively church, amen? And so we, we've been, we're going to try and glean today off of what Pastor Mark has been talking about, because he's going to start a, a new sermon series and I'm going to be talking to you about what I really believe the dirty Christianity is. The dirty Christianity thing was to, you were going to do one or two things. You're either going to be challenged or you are going to be the challenger. Amen? And that's what it's all about, getting down and dirty. And a lot of people are saying, how are you connected to Mark Crow? Well, you know, years ago, I, I, was, I was struggling in life and ministry and and I went in to sit down with Pastor Mark, and I tell this story all the time. I want you to know the connection that Pastor Mark literally put me on the map. He literally picked me up from a place and stopped in the middle of preaching one, one Sunday and pointed me out. And he said, son, you're not going down, you're going up. And he wasn't just a man of just words. He brought me in and, and put me on a fast track to where I am today. And so uh, that friend went down and literally in smoke. And the Bible tells us in the, in the book in the, uh, that there was a man who had fallen down. He was beaten up. He was bloody and left for dead. 
And it even said that a priest walked around him and kept going. How many of us know that that's not the way of Christ? He walked around and kept going. And so for months and for months, I sit there and I'm saying, you know, I love Pastor Mark, but I'm in this comfort zone. I'm all right where I am. I'm being supported. I, I, people love me, and I'm in the limelight, and I, I don't really want to leave my, I don't want to get down and dirty and go start over again. And pretty soon, the Holy Ghost just slung me out of my comfort zone, and that's why I'm here today. You see, I got down off like the man on the horse. He got down off of his animal and picked the bloody man up and put him up on his horse. Sometimes in order to get down and dirty, you got to get down so those that are down can get up. Can I get an amen? It's biblical. And so that is my connection with Pastor Mark and to try to keep him focused. I've been filling this book up with sermon notes uh, over the last year and I, I'm so excited that I can go back and look in this book and realize that our pastor is now preaching more out of vision and more out of destiny than he is his pain. Can somebody help me right there? And so that's what we're here to do is to lift him up and to keep moving and to understand that it is biblical for those of you that are watching around the world today. We got a word for you today about our church, Mosaic Church. Somebody say Mosaic. Amen. We thank you. If you're a first-time visitor, don't get scared. I, I'm just radical. Amen. I'm like, well, who is that guy up there? I'm just radical. So today, I want to go back and glean a little bit. And on the, on the board, is it had a deal underneath the Dirty Christianity giving a proper response to a great challenge. And then Jesus, everywhere he went, he would, he would challenge people. He gets off uh, on, on the shoreline. And the fishermen are out fishing. They had been fishing all night long and had caught absolutely nothing. Now, I want you to go to John 10 and 10 and wait for me there. I'm going to bring you up to date on where I'm trying to go. So he screams out, hey, fellas, have you caught any fish? And they said, no, we have caught nothing. We have fished all night long and caught nothing. And Jesus said, hey, do me a favor. I added that. Throw your net on the other side. Amen. Sometimes in life, you got to stop fishing over here trying to get the abundant life when Jesus is saying, put your net on the other side. It's time to move around. It's time for some of y'all to fish in some different water. It's time for some of you women to pull your line in and throw it on that side. You might catch something a little different than what you've been catching. Can I get an amen? Fish on the other side. And then when you catch something that, ain't, that you don't like, just do like they used to do in the old commercial. Sorry, Charlie, and throw it back. We're looking for the best tuna. Can I get an amen? And so he said, fish on the other side. Now, they could have been like some of us and said, hey, buddy, mind your own business. We're professionals, not you. But they said, Lord, because you say so, we'll throw it on the other side. And the Bible said because they took the challenge, they threw it on the other side and caught a miraculous catch. Somebody say the abundant life. That's what getting dirty is about. That's what a challenge is about. They caught 153 large fish. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus challenged them. They took the challenge. They got down and dirty and threw their nets on the other side. And then we go a little bit further. There's a Samaritan woman who has been coming to a well forever. She's got a problem. She's thirsting. She's, she's at this well and she meets Jesus. 
And Jesus says to her, woman, if you knew who it was that was asking you for a drink, if you would ask me for a drink, you would never thirst again. And she said she knew he was Messiah. And she said, I can tell that you are some teacher or something. She said, Woo, give me that drink of water. And Jesus said, settle down, lady. <laughs> he said, I'm going to challenge you. Go call your husband. She said, I don't have one. Jesus said, what you say is correct. You have had five, and the man that you're shacking with now is not your man. See, we can stop right there and have a revival, can't we? <laughs> Amen. See, he challenged her. And once he challenged her and she realized that Jesus was who he was, something changed on the inside. The Bible said that she ran into town, and she said, Woo, come see a man that told me everything about myself. See, you girls don't have no guy like that. You need a man, you need a man like Jesus. He said, come and see a man that told me everything. And they was looking at this lady like, lady, if Jesus saved you, I'm going to check this out. Because you have been tore up from the floor up and you telling me he saved you? Let's go, y'all. And so they ran out there and they had revival in the wilderness. Can somebody say amen? amen. Jesus now wanders up on a woman that they have drug into him now. She's going to have to be challenged as well. They drug her in to stone her and kill her. They said, teacher, such a woman should be stoned. And Jesus challenged them. He said, you who are without sin, you hit her in the head. You kill her. They drop their rocks and they walk away. And Jesus says to her, woman, where are your accusers? And Jesus said, she said, they're gone. And Jesus says, I don't accuse you either, but I'm going to challenge you, lady. Go and do what? Go and sin what? See, we can stop right there and have a revival. Go and sin no more. And so Jesus goes a little bit further. There's a man who has been at a well, laying, lying there for 38 years, whining with his big King James Bible, just reading scripture. <laughs> whining about nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been laying around here for 38 years. Nobody will help me out. I can't do anything at Mosaic. Everybody is always in the way. I don't know what I can do. Shut up. Just do what Jesus said, lady. He said, sir, get your mat and get going. Get up from there. Get out of here. I want to challenge you to pick it up and take a walk. Stop lying around doing nothing but complaining and crying and moaning and groaning. Oh, my back hurt. My knee hurt. My eye hurt. Come on, lady. By his stripes, you're healed. My God, can I get an amen right there? And so then that was Nicodemus. He was a religious man. We could stop there and have revival. We don't need all that stuff you preachers are doing up there. We don't need to be doing this and that. You're just religious. And so Nicodemus goes to Jesus at night, and he goes, How can a man be born again when he is old? He can't enter back into his mother's womb. And Jesus said, I'm about to challenge you. He said, Nick, and you're a teacher, and you don't know these things. That anything that's born of the flesh is of the flesh, and anything that's of the spirit is of the spirit. And my Bible tells me that when Jesus challenged Nicodemus that night, he turned in religion for a relationship. And so that's what we want to do. Are y'all still here? And so today I, I want to challenge you. In every one of these stories, they were not living the abundant life. And that's what the series has been about. Go challenge them to get up and live the abundant life. You're either going to challenge or you're going to be challenged. And so I want us to look at John 10 and 10. Here's a scripture that we quote all the time. Every day we quote it. The thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the what? He's saying it ought to be good and it ought to be a bunch of it. But how many of us know we got to do something to get it? We can't just quote scripture. We got to live the scripture. The wine owed no one scripture. Jesus turned the water into wine. 
you, you always trying to find a scripture to fit your little deal. Amen? Come on, you got to do, do more than read the scripture. You got to live the scripture. My God, you know what, folks? I, I, here's where I am in life right now. From this day forward, I am ready to preach the gospel. I'm tired of being politically correct. I'm tired of being nervous about preaching. I'm tired. I just want to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's all I want to do. And it's difficult when you've been just loving people and trying to... No, it's about Jesse Buffett right now. Can I get an amen? All right. I'm glad I got that out of the way. I just want to preach. Amen? And somebody say, the abundant life. And you're probably saying, how do I get the abundant life? It's just what Pastor Mark has been preaching. You got to get down and dirty. Get involved. The, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are what? Somebody say, all hands on deck. That means you. Amen? It's time to get down and dirty. It's time to do something. All hands, not one or two, all hands on deck. Get up here. Amen? And then here's another scripture that people are always quoting, especially in prison, Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13. And I told the girls last Sunday, I said, don't run up to this gate telling me about Jeremiah 29 if you're not going to do all of it. You see, all we want is the blessings. We just want the, ble the blessings. But there's more than, than the first part of Jeremiah 29 and 11. Certainly it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to do what? And plans to, and not to do what? To harm you and to plans to give you hope and what else? Hope in the future. See, we all want that. We go, whoo, Jeremiah 29 over my life. Then put the weed and the marijuana and put up the drugs. Stop lying. Do something different. Stop beating up your wife. Stop talking about the neighbors. Help me, somebody. You got to do something to get these blessings. And then it goes on. See, y'all just read part of the verse. Woo, I read Jeremiah 29 11. I'm blessed. No, you ain't. Sit down. There's something else you got to do. In verse 12, he says, call on me. He said, come pray to me. He said, seek me, find me, look for me, and with half of your heart. With how much of your heart? Boy, that's some work, ain't it? You still want the blessings? He said, well, I love him, but I can only run after him with half of my heart. Sit down. You ain't going to get the blessings. You got to do something. Don't just be running around going, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. That's one of the verses they use in the prison. Woo, I'm blessed and highly favored. And then you're sitting with handcuffs on going to lock. I go, boy, your favor ran out fast, didn't it? I go, what happened to favor? I go, God doesn't yank his favor back like that, does he? That's amazing. And so how many of us remember when that book came out in 1 Chronicles 4, 9, and 10? I'm going to read 10 first. That little book, The Prayer of Jabez. Y'all remember that little book? It was flying off the shelves. Everybody was running around grabbing that little book. And whoever wrote that book, they rich right now. And they ran out and grabbed that book and went straight to verse 10. And them books were just flying off the shelf. And we went and got it, and we went to verse 10. And it says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would do what? That you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted him that request. See, everybody ran to verse 10 and leap right over verse 9, which said that, that, that he was more what? 
He was more honorable than his brother. He brought honor to get his territory enlarged and increased. You got to do something. You just can't go say, well, Lord, just catapult me into greatness. Hello. It ain't going to happen. Jabez brought honor to his, his mother. And you know what? I hope that none of you in here has named your child Jabez. <laughs> it means pain, suffering, and sorrow. Now, he had a right to cry out to God. <laughs> Whenever they said, Jabez, take out the trash, they was like, pain, could you take out the trash? Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? He had the odds were against him, but at least he brought honor. And the Bible says that he was more honorable than his brothers. So stop running out for the blessings and there is no honor. You got to honor God. You got to bring honor. Honor brings blessings. Amen. Amen. I honor this house. I honor the people that are, that are, that are over me. You know, there are some people that once they get to the top, they don't know nothing about honor. They'll just run off and leave you all by yourself. You push them to the top. You help them get there. No honor. They just run off. You don't know where they are or what they're doing. But you know my goal is to bring honor to, to, to a man that has, that has given so much to so many. And you know what I like about where our pastor is now? He's not preaching at all. And you know what? Every now and then the flesh is going to hit you. But for the most part, we're on our way. We're well on our way. Mosaic Church is up and running and moving and grooving and doing our thing. Can I get an amen? amen? And so to come out of your comfort zone sometimes isn't a very uh, comfortable thing to do. But you know what? I believe that we're on the move. Can I get an amen? amen? And so here we are right now. That in Numbers chapter 13, verse 2. In the Old Testament, there was nothing left to do but to get down and dirty for them to have the abundant life. They're going to have to do something to get it. And so as they, they, they've seen everything. All these things, church, I want you to hear what they have seen that I wish I could have seen. You see, they got to see some of these things that are done. The Bible says that we must worship God in spirit and in truth. Amen? And so now they have seen all of these things. God opened up the Red Sea, water from the rock, Man are falling from heaven. They destroyed the Amalek raiders that came into the land and tore up their cornfields. They watched Moses uh, receive the Ten Commandments. They destroyed the golden calf. And these people now have ratified the covenant. They have built the, the tabernacle and constructed the Ark of the Covenant. And with God as their king, their nationhood has been established. And there's nothing left to do now. All the talking is over. All the talking is over. It is time to perform. It is time to do something different. I'm telling you right now, if you're sitting in your chair and all you want to do is talk, you, are, you, you need to move forward. The talking is over. Don't get quiet when I'm preaching good. I need some help in here. You know, I preached till I sweat my shirt off this morning with the, with the 9 o'clock service. And then y'all are sitting there like, wow, he's good. And so here we are now. The nation has been established, and the time has come to enter into the promised land. Somebody say the promised land. The promised land. And so what is it about a promise that you don't, don't remember? It's a promise. It's yours as we go to Numbers 13 and 2. This is Moses now. He's getting ready to get them ready. They're going to have to stop talking. They've got to do something now. He said, send some men to explore the land of Canaan which I am giving 
to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of his leaders. Somebody say 12. Twelve of them from, each, from, from the, the tribe, one man from each tribe, they went in. All of them. He chose men to go in. It is amazing how, how 12 men go in. Ten see something different. And two see something that a little different than the other ten. And so I'm not going to go through all the reading today. But 12 of them went in. And 10 of them counted for absolutely nothing. They did not want to get down and dirty. And so the report went like this. You know, there, there is milk and honey in there. The land is flourishing. Uh, we brought back a cluster of grapes so big it took two of us to bring it out. There's some really good stuff in that land. But also there are lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. <laughs> you know, we got all that in there. We got some giants in there. And then they came back and they said, you know what? We look like grasshoppers to each other, and I'm pretty sure we look like grasshoppers to them. They're big. They're giants. We cannot take that land. We just, this bad report left a nation standing next to their promised land. Some of you are standing next to your promise because you won't get down and dirty. Some of you are, you are one step away from your promise because somebody has said something that won't let you go in. Some man has said something to you that won't let you be all you can be. Some woman has said something to you that won't let you go into the promised land. Some, some instructor has said something to you that won't let you go in. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Mosaic will be a bunch of people that's going to take what's ours. We're going to go in. We're going to get it. And we're going to let the devil know that, you know what? You can either hand it to me or I'm going to beat your backside. Now, you got a choice. You either give it up. Are we coming at your heart? Are you hearing what I'm saying? And whatever the devil that gave you something that ain't working for you, just get up in the morning and say, hey, fool, you over there. This belongs to you. I'm handing it back. Give it back to him. What you have working in your life that is not right, that the devil gave you, that's keeping you from the abundant life, call him up and say, hey, this belongs to you. Get it and get out of my house. Give it back to him. Stop running around talking about my, my, uh, my addiction. Your addiction? Where'd you get it? <laughs> Stop running around talking about your, my, girl, my husband. Oh, it got quiet right there, didn't it? <laughs> oh, it got quiet right there. No, you got to pray for your husband. Now, whatever you do, don't go running around saying, Lord, the pastor told me to give him back. Here you go. <laughs> no, that, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I did not say that. But whatever the devil is giving you that's giving you headaches, you need to give it back to him. Can I get an amen? amen? And so here we are right now with their standing next to their promise. The God made me promises years ago when I crossed, 20-something years ago, I crossed the Oklahoma state line. I told God, I said, God, I'm on fire for God. I want to do something. He said, go to Oklahoma. I said, I ain't that much on fire. <laughs> and so here, here I am, Brother Larry. Over here in Oklahoma, wondering, you know what? And I, I was like, God, how do I get to Oklahoma? Get a map, it's on there. What's over there? Cows and the Sooners. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and, so, and, so, and so here I am in Oklahoma. Why? Because I was obedient to the call of God. I got up, I left here, I was doing all right. God loves shaking me out of my comfort zones. Some of y'all need to be shaken a little bit. You need to get shaken up, you need to fish on the other side. You need to throw your net on the other side and then catch something different. 
Some of y'all just look for the same kind of man when one mess you up. Girl, I catch me another bad guy. Uh, girl, I just love them kind of men. Put the pole down. Put it on the other side. You need to let God help you. Come on, somebody. We are tired of pulling in bozos. There's a man in the book of Ruth called Boaz. You need a Boaz. You mean a man that'll drop you a little something, something on purpose. Come on, somebody. That's what we need. Can I get an amen? Somebody say the abundant life. I want y'all to ask me, how do I get it? Somebody say this with me. Explore. Perform, perform, conquer. conquer. That's how you get it. You don't just go run up in there and go, Woo, Mo yeah, yeah, Moses, boy, we saw. Yeah, we explored. They're up in there, grapes, fruit. They got everything. Every fortified cities, it's all in there. We went and explored. And Caleb is over there going, and Joshua, they're going, you know what? We went in and explored, and I'm going to tell you something right now. If I can get some men to go with me, we'll go in and we'll perform. And if I can get somebody to perform with me and say this, if God be for me, who can be against me? If I can get some people that will go with me, we will explore, we will perform, and we will take the land. That's what we're going to do here at Mosaic. We're going to explore our city. We're going to perform. We're going to conquer. We're going to take the land. Can somebody say amen? amen. Woo, I'm excited today. Amen. We should be excited. We're cheering up the most high God. All my life I thought I was something special. I used to watch that little rat. What was his name? Mighty Mouse. And he, he would fly around saving people. And I went in one day and put on one of my mama's sheets on my back and climbed up on my house. <laughs> Here I come to save the day. Gravity took over. <laughs> I always thought I was a conqueror, amen? I'm laying there, my mother, looking up at my mama, she's, mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, we, are, we, are, we have been made more than a conqueror. Can somebody say amen? amen? 25 years ago, I go into a place called prison, and I went in to, to explore. I went in and began to perform, and now we had conquered uh, thousands and thousands of souls have been conquered because I didn't just go and look. I didn't just go in there just to peep. And so, so I've been in doing this now for 20-something years, and I've seen the multitudes come to Christ. We visit death row from the front door to the back door, and God are raising, raising up an army behind the prison walls. Two of the inmates this morning drove all the way from Claremore just to come and hang out with their pastor. They have a church now in Claremore. And so there are inmates all over the state of Oklahoma. Why? Because I got up to come to Oklahoma and explore, perform, conquer. Say it with me. Explore, perform, conquer. And how many of us still believe in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20? For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in who? So if God said that something was going to happen to you and he was going to give you something, the amen, the promise is still amen. amen. It's time for us to get up. I've been thinking about this as we were in a meeting last Wednesday and we were, as we're planning for the church and your children and, and praise and worship and ministry and, 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 and believing for, for a bigger building, but the people got to come. So we talk about all these things and Pastor Mark said, does anybody else have anything else that you might want to add? I said, I've got something. I say some of the most neglected and misused people on planet Earth are our senior citizens. I say, Pastor Mark, let's reach out to the seniors. They're the forerunners of, they're the forerunners of, of all of us. 
I don't want to talk to no young kids. Y'all don't know nothing. I want to talk to some older people, Red Dog. I want to talk to some people that's wisdom. You ought to literally demand that one of your kids go and sit down with a 70-year-old woman and sit in front of her and ask her, how'd you get here? What did it take to get here? How do I get to this abundant life? What'd you do? What'd you do? And see, I want to be around people that are, are, are full of wisdom and know something. And so I said, Pastor Mark, we got to reach out to our senior citizens. And, and I said that, and one guy comes over in the lobby. He goes, well, what do you consider a senior? I say, brother, if the shoe don't fit, don't wear it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just, I just thought I'd throw that in there. All right. <laughs> All right. Somebody say the abundant life. Explore. Explore. Perform. Explore. Conquer. Conquer. Now, I want you to understand something that 40 years have gone by. And here's Caleb and Joshua. They were the only two that came out with a we can do it attitude. But here is Caleb 40 years later standing there. And there's something about a promise. And when God, had, God has made me a promise, 40 years have passed by. And Caleb is now 85 years old. But guess what? If God made you a promise, it is not too late. You may be sitting here right now and saying, God made me a promise. You know, Brother Larry, when we used to see those, those trucks of yours going across the United States of America, Larry Jones, feed the children. Let me tell you something. God ain't finished with you, bro. God is not finished with you. We honor that. We honor what you have brought to our country and to our, come on, somebody. We honor that. We honor you today. We're not done. God is not finished with you. He's not. Keep dreaming. Keep believing, Brother Larry. The world is a dogmatic place. The world will beat you down. When you have given your life and your soul, they'll still come in and beat you down. But if God be for Larry Jones, who in the world can be against you? Hallelujah. And so I want to encourage you today. Thank you for that ovation for my friend right there. Joshua 14, 10 through 12. I'm going to try and close it right here. And here is Joshua right now. And Caleb is standing at the very edge of, of going forward. In verse 10, he says, Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years. I'm telling you, Brother Larry, you're alive for a reason. And since the time he has said this to Moses, while Israel moved about in the wilderness, and so here I am today, 85 years old. Now watch what he says. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. And so are you. You're just as vigorous today to do what God has called you to do. Now watch this. And he said this. Now give me this mountain now. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard then that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive the inhabitants off of the land. I'll drive them off of my land. I won't sit here any longer. Whatever giant is in your land today, you need to drive it out. I don't know if it's fear. I don't know what it, if it's doubt. I don't know if it's insecurity. I don't know what it is, but you need to drive it out of your life. It might be pornography today. It might be flirting and lying and cheating. Help me in this house, somebody. I'm not just, just throwing this in the wind. Some of us is, are in some of these categories that wouldn't be in my notes. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Now, I'm going to try to get y'all out of here, but you got you to gotta drive it out. I'm fearful. Drive it out. You got to do it. 
Stop waiting on, on God to come. He's giving you everything you need to drive it out. You don't be praying some of these little flu-like prayers. Well, Lord, I, um, here's what's happening with me. Um, you know, my, my, my addiction, you see, what has happened, what has happened was, Lord, is, is that, uh, see, it, it, my mother had it, and, and then her mother had it, and, and then now uh, it, it hit the third generation. No, you need to get up and say this. A curse without a cause can't land on me. A generational curse can't land on me. I won't give it a cause. I'm going to live the abundant life. Do you love God today? He's an amazing God. Bow your heads with me for just a moment. And if you're sitting here today and you have missed your promise, you need to, you say, well, I need to go back to school. Well, don't tell me to go to school for you. You said, I need to do this. Some of y'all would go ahead and love again if you'll forget about the man that beat you down. Some of you will go ahead and get in, in wholesome relationships again if you'll trust again. Some of you are in some, in some places right now where you're missing your promise. And if that's you today, I want to pray over you real quick. Just raise your hand and say, brother, I, there you go. Hands are going. I miss my promise. I'm out of my promise. I'm not walking where I'm not walking in the abundant life. If that's you, don't be afraid to, to raise your hand. I just, I'm going to pray over you today. I'm missing my promise. Now, do me a favor. Just stand up. Just those that raise your hand. We're not trying to put you out there. Hey, listen, I had to raise my hand one day in a, in a church. If that's you, stretch both hands toward heaven and wave at heaven. Just wave at heaven. Father, you see them, Lord God. They missed their promise. God, they're not walking in the promises of God right now. I pray that this day, Lord God, that they'll begin to walk in the promises of God. I want you to repeat after me, dear Lord Jesus. This day. It's a new day. I got a revelation. My promise is just a step away. I'm going to step out of the now, and I'm going to step into my promise. I will be all that you've called me to be. I am the head, not the tail. I will have every promise that you have given me because they are yes, and they are amen. It's a new day. Devil, I'm done with you in my ear. My ears are not trash cans. Don't bring it. It's a new day in my house. I'm going to get up. I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk positive and not negative. Thank you, Lord, for this revelation. I walk in the promises. They belong to me. I may have missed it years ago. But there's a fire on the inside, shut up in my bones. And today, I'm going to get what's mine. Devil, loser. I love y'all.